where your mind goes, your body follows. I think so many people in the fitness world are like, just do this diet, you know, just do this protocol, take these supplements. And they forget this huge aspect of how powerful our minds are. Hey guys, welcome and welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. Today, we are talking all things gut, hormonal, breast implant removal, and changing our mindset to get out of a rut with the one and only Courtney King. She also shares how shifting her mind helped her drop 25 pounds without changing her diet or altering her exercise routine. It's crazy how the mind controls the physical symptoms and ailments that we are experiencing. Our conversation was so incredible and I didn't want it to end and I cannot wait for you all to hear this. By the end of this episode, you will feel empowered, inspired, encouraged, and hopefully a little light will be shed in your own life on perhaps what may be the issue to possibly more than just the physical. Also, in today's Bite of Knowledge, I'm sharing how IMOs can affect your gut and how they are in everything. And if you don't know what IMOs are, well, I'm about to tell you right now. Isomalto oligosaccharide. So let's get into it. By now, hopefully, a lot of my listeners and health-conscious consumers uh, already kind of know what to avoid when looking at an ingredient list. But there's one that often flies under the radar, and it could be lurking in your so-called healthy protein bar. IMO is a high maltose syrup made up of a mixture of short-chain carbohydrates. Yes, it's found naturally in some whole foods, but most packaged goods add manufactured IMOs to their products because it doesn't occur in them naturally. So that's why they add it to their product. In recent years, IMO has become the key ingredient for creating quote-unquote so-called healthy, low-carb, low-sugar, and high-fiber foods like protein bars, pastas, ice creams, and even so-called healthy drinks. It's often marketed as a sweet-tasting, zero-calorie prebiotic fiber that is supposed to have zero effect on blood sugar. Is it too good to be true? So why is IMO used in packaged food? Thankfully, consumers are becoming more well-informed and reading labels, as I previously mentioned. You guys are looking for healthy options to snack on that are low in added sugar, note I said added, and you know, protein bar manufacturers are, well, they're catching on and they know you want low sugar options and they want to meet your desires. So they picked up on all of that. Um, They picked up on the need to start creating low calorie, low sugar, low carb, high fiber snacks using IMOs. All right. So it is the common choice to add to protein bars. Why? It has a sweet taste. That's first of all, number one. But it contains fewer calories per gram than natural sugar. It's believed to be a source of prebiotic fiber 
that doesn't add to the overall net carbohydrate value of a food, making it marketable as low carb and high fiber. This means to be mm, the solution, I guess, uh, to creating a healthy item that's portable, high in fiber, and still considered, quote, natural. However, a deeper dive into the research shows that IMOs might not live up to their reputation as a calorie-free, guilt-free source of dietary fiber. And though I can speak from experience back in my 2014 days, my personal experience can only speak for myself. So let me show you other proof. Let's talk about the problems with IMO. Most sources are not natural. There's no debating that IMO occurs naturally in some foods. All right, that's a fact. However, it is not economically feasible to extract IMO from whole foods on a large scale. So most commercially available IMO syrups are manufactured. Because of their lower price points, these industrial starch-based IMO sources are what you will find in the majority of quote, healthy, low-carb snacks on the market. A 2017 study in the Journal of Insulin Resistance aimed to investigate the impact of IMO consumption on blood glucose, insulin, and breath hydrogen responses in healthy men and women. The result of the study showed that IMO consumption led to a rise of nearly 50 milligram in blood glucose, So in other words, IMO does not function purely as prebiotic fiber and has been shown to significantly spike blood glucose in some individuals. So how can IMOs cause digestive distress? Well, they are large molecules that are not fully broken down in the digestive process. This is because the human body doesn't actually produce the enzyme needed to digest them. So they can cause digestive distress in many people. This is especially true for individuals with small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, aka SIBO, as the undigested IMO molecules can cause excess fermentation by bacteria residing in the small intestine. This results in excessive amounts of gas and bloating. So in other words, if your favorite protein or energy bar is giving you gas, you might want to investigate the label for IMOs. I want to touch on inulin for a second. So you may have recognized inulin in your protein bar or drinks as this is actually just another common sweetener or additive in low-carb, low-sugar snacks. Uh, So how does it differ from IMOs? Inulin, while also an IMO, is not the same thing. However, it does have many of the same properties and aka downsides as IMOs. There is some evidence that inulin may have the same uh, effect of the blood sugar as IMOs because of its ability to also cause severe digestive distress in many individuals. It is definitely not an ideal additive to any healthy food item. IMOs and inulin are sometimes really tricky to spot on a food label. So I'm just going to share a little bit on how to spot fake fiber on a food label because they can sometimes be disguised 
under other names. So here are some terms to look out for when trying to find inulin or IMO on a food label. So fiber, note this is fiber not naturally already in an item. So basically if they say or marketing says added fiber, it's most likely a type of IMO. Okay, so you really don't want to buy something that says added fiber because if it's added, it's not naturally in that item, which of course you all know you want to eat everything natural. So if you're eating an apple, you're eating spinach, broccoli, whatever, um, it naturally has fiber in it. That's great. That's totally fine. It's when it's taken out of something, put into something else that's not supposed to have it, that's when it gets tricky and just can mess up a lot of different things in the digestive system. All right. So um, things to look for on a label. Got on a tangent here. So um, isomalto oligosaccharides, which is IMO, but isomalto oligosaccharides, if you see that. Prebiotic fiber, if you see that term, prebiotic fiber. Vita fiber, that's another term. Inulin, artichoke inulin or agave inulin, any of those. Hickory root or hickory root fiber, that's another form. Corn fiber or basically anything that says blank fiber, right? So you really try and you really want to stay away from if you're reading a label and it says blank fiber, X fiber, it obviously was added, right? So they need to list that if they added it. I'm just so passionate about sharing and educating. And what I see in the food industry now is companies are just trying to add prebiotics and fiber and all other forms of IMOs to foods that naturally don't have them. This is a huge issue. If you want to add prebiotic fiber to your diet, eat those foods in their natural forms to get them. Green bananas, um, um, onions, garlic, um, artichokes, eat them at the regular, the source, right? Um, I just can't stress enough that removing something natural and putting it into something else isn't as simple as it reads. There's many steps and a long process. It goes through via extraction, formulation, processing uh, in a plant using chemicals to achieve this extraction. So in the end, it's not natural anymore. If you found this bite of knowledge helpful, I encourage you to share it with your friends and family, share it on your social media, help spread the word because it could be so simple as just removing this from your diet and you can feel an immediate change in your digestive tract. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Ugardi, and today I have Courtney King as a guest. So it's a very special episode, as always. Courtney King is one of the top competitors in several fitness and bodybuilding competitions, such as Mr. Olympia, Arnold, and NPC USA Bodybuilding. Not only has she won multiple competitions, but she's well-known on Instagram with almost 800,000 loyal fans and followers. Her boyfriend, Chris Bumsteed, who won Mr. Olympia three times in a row, 2019, 2020, and 2021. It goes without saying that Courtney 
knows a thing or two about fitness, but she's here to talk about something much deeper. She's here to share what many don't know about the fitness industry and how it affects women's health, hormones, and mental state. We connected several years back and I'm honored to call her my personal friend. Welcome, Courtney. Hello, darling. I am so excited to be here. I Yay. We've like known each other for such a long time and I'm so grateful to be on your podcast. Like I feel like you're doing so many things and I'm really happy uh, for you. I know it's been a while. I mean, we, we connected, we met, when did we meet? Like years ago. I think like uh, 2017, we were like, Instagram buddies. And then I met yeah. you at like a influencer LA party. Yeah. I, I remember the party. Yeah. We won't name what company, but it was, <laughs> I know. um, it was one of those, yeah. Influencer parties and, uh, we just clicked like yeah. immediately. Yeah, for sure. That was, yeah, it was awesome. So, why don't you tell my listeners about yourself and um, who you are and how long have you been competing and, and go from there? Yeah. So my name is Courtney King. Um, I am a former professional bodybuilding athlete. I always say former because it feels like a different lifetime ago, but it's really impacted my life. There has been some wonderful, great things for, from bodybuilding that I learned and I'm sure we'll get into it. But it also really negatively impacted my life too, my health. Um, I went through years and years of health issues. I'm so much better now, but you know, I still struggle. I'm 28 years old. Um, I went back to school for holistic nutrition in 2017 because when my body started to work against me, I was like, what the hell? There has to be another way. So I started learning all about food, healing the body from the inside out, nutrition, and yeah, I still love the fitness stuff. I do not compete anymore. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was fortunate enough to win Miss Bikini Olympia in 2016. It's kind of like the pinnacle of my sport and oh. um, did a few Arnold Classics. And yeah, it was really fun. Got to travel around the world. But now I am really focused on sharing my message about, you know, mind-body connection healing the body from within and where your mind goes, your body follows. I think so many people in the fitness world are like, just do this diet, you know, just do this protocol, take these supplements. And they forget this huge aspect of how powerful our minds are. So yeah, that's kind of like a little spiel about me. Um, I feel like I could go on forever, but like, I, I never really know how to like, no, you know. we'll dig deep. We'll dig deep. Like cool. when you, let's just go like right into it. Yeah. But you, you said how um, it affected your body um, negatively, you said your body was working against you. What, what does that mean? Yeah. So for instance, I started competing when I was very young. I was, I started training in the gym in high school. So I was a 16 year old. I did my first like national regional level, um, competition at 16 or 17, excuse me. And then I turned professional, which like there's kind of levels to competing. And then, you know, there's like a, a regional level, a national level, and then a professional level. Um, so when I turned pro, I was 18. I was literally like, you know, senior in high school. And then I started kind of slowly climbing the ranks. Well, actually fairly quickly in the industry, in the bodybuilding industry competing. And I think when you're young, you're just like, 
your body can take a lot more shit. It can like kind totally. of be put through the ringer a bit. You don't think about it. And then things, things kind of start to like catch up to you, right? So I lost my period for seven years. I stopped competing when I was 24. So from age, I got, number one, I got my period at 16. I was very late to get my period because I was always super active, doing sports. So I got my period very late. And I think I lost it like mid 17 year old. And then I didn't get it back until I was 24. So it was like six, seven years of not having a menstrual cycle and my prime, you know, baby making years. Like that's really dangerous. And it wasn't because I was on birth control or anything like that. It was because my body fat was so low. I was dieting. I was doing excessive training. Um, And that's kind of what you have to do as a professional at that level. You're just constantly like pushing, pushing, pushing. And then until one day, you know, you can push, push, push. And my body was like, hey, I'm good. I don't really feel like working for you anymore. So then things kind of started to crumble. It started with, and I know you can relate to this, Bethany, like extreme gut issues, like Mm. so bad, so bad. I can't even begin (laughs) to explain. I could like, I could talk an hour just about gut health, extreme gut issues, thyroid issues, hormonal. Um, it, It was just a list of acid reflux, really intense symptoms that I dealt with for probably three years, three years. You know, I saw every doctor around the country, functional medicine doctors, top MDs at the Mayo Clinic at Northwestern in Chicago. I feel like I did every test under the sun. Um, it was a very- And what did the what yeah. did they, the test come back? Did they say that you're fine? Or, yeah, I mean, or like I had some like anything? intestinal inflammation, you know, I had endoscopy uh-huh. done, like camera down the throat looking in my intestines, yeah. intestinal inflammation, you know, my hair was falling out in chunks. And like, as a 20 some, I was 24 at the time, as a 24 year old girl who just got off winning like this huge title, who was always rewarded on their appearance and how their body looked. When you compete, per, when you compete, placings, you get better contracts, you get better opportunity. Um, And that's just kind of how it goes. So when my body literally was like, hey, I don't feel like doing this anymore. It was, it was hurting and it made me totally pivot, which I'm so grateful for now. But during the time I was like, you know, as a young, like mid something 20 year old girl, I was, I was frustrated. I was very, very frustrated as why, why is this happening? Um, What's going on with my body? I was confused. It always worked for me until it just stopped. So it's been a journey. I can only imagine this is probably the typical thing that com- female competitors go through. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of female competitors do lose their period. I'm sure the whole mindset, like competing, it's all about looks. Yeah. Sadly, you yeah. know what I mean? It's all about, and you are comparing to your other f- female competitors. The judges are basically judging you on how you look, right? Yeah. Totally. And you know what? Like I knew what I was signing up for. I knew it's, it was a show that I was going based off of how I looked. So like no hate on that, but yes, there is a lot of pressure that comes with that. It's mm-hmm. like, and as, as a young girl being judged on your appearance, even though I know it's a sport and it's what I was doing, it still caused a lot of body dysmorphia. And I know women have this issue, even if they are not, you know, competitors in the fitness industry, just being on social media, a lot of comparisons, seeing, you know, all these other 
people, we get extreme, you know, they're, they're, I feel like body dysmorphia, eating disorders. There are so many women who struggle gut issues. Like I can't even begin to tell you, you know, the amount of people that are like, I'm going through this too. Oh my gosh. How do I stop? Like, you know, doing- and you don't know, you just yeah. see the good stuff. You just see them posting and being happy. Yeah. And you don't realize what, you know, the stress and their body's going through or their mental state. Quick pause, because what would this podcast be without me sharing about the benefits of my very own digestive support plant-based protein powder by New Zest? If you don't know, I co-created the digestive support product by New Zest back in 2018, and it's been a top seller ever since. Why? Because I wanted to create an easy-to-digest protein powder without stevia or fake sweeteners without gums, and without flavorings, commonly found in other vegan protein powders. Not just found in protein powders, but also so-called gut support products. And these gums and additives can actually cause digestive upsets. With my protein powder, you'll find only clean, real, simple ingredients. And I chose to add a specific probiotic known to fight off candida and help the gut specifically. This probiotic is so strong, it does not need refrigeration. And since it doesn't need refrigeration, it can also survive your body's temperature, ensuring it survives once it gets down into your belly so it can start doing its job. You'll also find L-glutamine, which has been shown to help and heal seal the gut, heal and seal the gut. Now, this is super important because the gut lining, obviously you don't want things leaking out. You don't want things seeping in. So L-glutamine can help restore the gut lining, resulting in an overall healthy and happy core. And we all know gut health is so important that health just starts in the gut. My digestive support protein is glyphosate-free and contains no gluten, grains, or lectins. It's vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly, as well as suitable for those on a candida or diabetic diet. If you want to grab a tub and start your journey to a healthier and happier gut and ultimately happier life, go to newzest.us slash digest for a discount. That's N-U-Z-E-S-T dot U-S slash digest. This offer expires soon, so take advantage while you can. What was your diet like when you were competing? Like what, were you like on a really strict diet because you had to meet like certain, I don't know, goals or yeah. you know, what yeah. you want to say? For sure. So typical, like if you're to look at like a bodybuilding diet, like on Google, it's like, chicken and bro- chicken and broccoli six times a day. Right. You know, mine was nothing really like that. When I first started, I was very young. Bodybuilding in the in the sport in the criteria I competed in, which was bikini, it just came out so it was very fresh. So during that time, it was like the girls just needed to be as small as possible. The sport mm-hmm. has evolved and it's become a lot more athletic, muscle Um, even when I like won my last big show, the Olympia, it was more of a, like an aesthetic muscular physique, like, like nice, like almost like how big do do they, you try to get big muscles now? Is that what's happening? It's not necessarily big muscles. It's just like a balanced symmetry 
physique that's that's long, lean, toned um, lines, but not like muscular, like my muscles are popping out of mm-hmm. my skin. That's not really it. But back when I started, back to your question, when I first started in this industry, there wasn't like a lot of like knowledge with women with, so the diets were, the diets were awful, awful, awful. I was like the typical, like two plus hours of cardio a day, eating 900 calories. You're going to laugh. I look back at some of my old diet plans, like on my email from literally 10 years ago, some of my meals were like, like 2.5 ounces of fish with two tablespoons of rice or six noodles. I know. I was like, this is not real life. But as I grew throughout the industry, as I got older, worked with different coaches, worked with a coach who was like very much on feeding the body, like feeding the body because you are training so much. So you need to eat if you're training that hard. Right, you Um, need fuel. Yeah, exactly, food is fuel. So I totally changed my philosophy over the years in the bodybuilding industry. It's still hard. It's still like, you know, an intensive diet. And as you get closer to shows, it changes. But um, yeah, at the beginning, oh my gosh, my poor little body, it was probably on like 900 calories. Yeah, for years. And and for sure that messes with your hormones and just- your mind. Like I know I'm sure people just can't think clear or they just are, I don't know, whatever. Right. Oh Um, yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard on the body. And I feel bad for girls who are still doing that because there is a total, there is such a healthier way to optimize your physique, to feel good, but without having to starve yourself. And that's exactly what, Mm -hmm. what it was, you know, back when I first started, it was very much like, starvation mode. And then you're not feeding your body all those nutrients and minerals. And like that my gut health went to shit, excuse my language. Mm. And then my thyroid was affected and like everything just gets thrown off, you know, and I'm still to this day dealing with the repercussions of what I put my body through. My thyroid is still very sluggish, even though I eat and I fuel Mm -hmm. myself and I don't do crazy training like I used to, you know, it's still, it's still my gut health. It's still recovering. Yeah. 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 Which, well, I mean, you are a beautiful girl. I mean, you are a beautiful woman, I should say. I mean, you too, honey. I know you guys (laughs) can't see Courtney, but you can look her up on Instagram. Uh, It's Courtney King. Yes. Right. It's just Courtney King. Yes. And she's just, um, it's just, I mean, I can't even put into words. You're just beautiful. You. You're so You're sweet. Beautiful. You are too. Um, <laughs> Thank you, my love. I appreciate you. You're so sweet. And I mean, no wonder you have an amazing boyfriend. I mean, you obviously attracted, you know, someone and uh, his name is Chris. Now, is it, how do you pronounce his last name? So it's Bumstead. Bumstead, not Bumstead, Bumstead. No, I mean, whatever, girl. It's a confusing last name. So just, okay. <laughs> but it's Bumstead, Chris. Yes, I've been... We've been together for going on, it's going to be four years in November, which is crazy. But yeah, he's heavily involved in the bodybuilding industry. And it's funny because when we met, I was actually retired. I was done. And I was actually pretty sick when we met. I was like, I was actually very sick when we met. I retired in 2017 and him and I met in 2018, at the end of 2018. And that's when he was just kind of, not just getting into bodybuilding, but it was before he won any like big Olympia titles. Mm -hmm. So I was with him like 
in the beginning and he was with me actually after I stopped competing. So it was kind of a hard transition a little bit because I came from this world but I was forced to retire at a very young age because of my health. So, and then I started dating someone who like, this is their world, you know? Right. Chris does a lot of other things with like business and, you know, whatnot, but he also is a professional bodybuilder and it's something I'm, well, you know, Let support. me just interrupt yeah, for those yeah. that are listening. He, I mean, I, I, in the intro, of course, I already uh, said this, but He's won Mr. Olympia three times. Yeah. That's like huge. Yeah. 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 It's big. It's big. And I'm I'm so proud of him. You know, he's like, he's he just keeps evolving as a person mentally, physically. And I'm 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 so grateful to be by his mm-hmm. side. But sometimes, you know, it's like I left this old life of bodybuilding and this intensity. I kind of like left it to try to heal and grow and and it was at when I first started dating Chris, it was actually very, it was a hard transition because I'm like, okay, I just like left this life behind. I kind of had some like internal resentment for this industry that quote unquote, not trying to be a victim, but got me sick. I was like, you know, F this industry, da 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 da. And then I started dating someone where I'm like, I want to be supportive of their goals and dreams. And I totally have been. But, um, you know, Chris, it's funny. We, even now, yes, he still trains like a, a bodybuilder. He lifts heavy weights. He eats a lot of food, but like we implement all my little like holistic remedies. And like, I'm like, okay, we need to do this. You need to take this. Like, let's get you eating like this rather than this process thing. So we kind of like work together as a team and yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you don't, do you feel like you, you miss the industry being that, you know, you're not competing and you're still like around it because of Chris? Part of me does because I feel like I never got to leave on my own terms. I was kind of like forced to step out and pivot, which I'm grateful for looking back now. But but I also, there are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I like never got sick? And But like you can't live in the past either. So no. he's obviously supportive of you and what you're doing now and- I'm assuming he's glad that you're not where you were, you know? Oh, totally. He just like, is like, babe, I just want you to be healthy. I want you to be happy. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care if you want to go work at a coffee shop. <laughs> I love you. I, I love, love that. I know. I love a good, I love a good coffee, but no, but yeah, he's, he's super supportive. And like, I think honestly, if I wanted to compete again, he would be like, yeah, do it like by all means, but he is there's zero like forcing or like wanting me to do something or be a type of person you know I really value my relationship with Chris because I met him at a very a time in my life when I was not well mentally Mm -hmm. physically I was still very internally sick I wasn't you know I wasn't this like little in shape influencer Barbie type of you were going woman. Through I was going yeah. through like the hard shit. I gained like 30 pounds, which nothing wrong with that at all. But like my you body was really hurting. It was fighting against me. I felt super out of aligned just with m- m- my mental state, physical state, everything. And he was like so loving and accepting and like 
being, he was, he was by my side through some of the biggest things. You know, I had my breast implant surgery. I met Chris mm-hmm. in October and then I got my implants taken out in January. So like he, w- he was by my side through everything. And, um, That's awesome. a lot of my hard battles and I'm so grateful for him. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about your breast implants. We met, I think we met, did we meet before you got them removed? We met, party? we literally met girl right after I had my implants removed. And I was scheduling my removal like soon after that. Yeah. It was like going to be soon. So like that was a huge connection between you and I too. Yeah. We were just like breast implant removal buddies. Like, yeah. I don't know. I know. But- <laughs> Let's talk about the no titties. It's okay. We can get into it. Yeah. But um, I mean, a lot of female competitors do have breast implants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. And I think a lot of them think you need them to like place. And I'm not going to lie. I got my implants the month before I turned 18. The month before. I was a baby. I was a child when I got my implants. I was 17. Okay. Like 17 turning 18. My birthday was literally the month later. And I felt at the time I needed it because I didn't have enough muscle and I needed to look more shapely. And by all means, I I am, I just want to put this out there. And I know you feel the same, Bethany. I am not saying if you have breast implants, they are bad. I am not saying that. I don't Mm -hmm. want anyone to be like scared, like, oh my God, da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, I think when I was just like at the, at the worst of my health, I really was looking for something to fix what it was, what I was feeling. We want to reach for all of these things, right? Like I need this doctor to heal me. I need to follow this influencer's diet. I need to take these pills. I need to do this because this person did it. And this person is telling me that this helped them. So I need, I think we, we kind of start you to You want to find the solution. Yeah, we, wa- or we want to find the solution. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's a, it's, so wonderful to be your own health advocate and fight for your health 1000%. But I think sometimes we hear a lot of like external noise and we forget to like listen to actually how we're feeling. So to rewind on the breast implants, I, you know, I had all these gut issues and thyroid issues. Okay. Well, let me look at my past. I chronically dieted. I put my body through extremes. I didn't take like any breaks. I had no period. Like there is a lot of other factors as to why I am now struggling with like this insane acid reflux. Couldn't think, keep any food down. Why my gut, why I looked six months pregnant. I was having all of these bacterial overgrowth. Why my thyroid started to go haywire. Like there are so many things that I put my body through that led me to have this, this like, you know, it was like a freak out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do I think breast implants, I, by all means, I am not a doctor. I'm not a medical, (laughs) medical professional. I am not telling you what to do. I just, you know, want to say that. Um, do I think putting anything in your body can cause your body to react 100%, 100%. Some people, nothing. Other people, yeah, it can cause inflammation. It can, you, yeah. your body can reject it, right? Like, you know, we've both done our research on this. Yeah. Um, and I think doing your own research is really important, not just listening to everyone on social media. Um, but I, when people say, Courtney, was it your breast implants that quote unquote healed you? I kind of feel like, bad saying no. (laughs) When I got my implants taken out, 
I was still very sick for a whole year after that. So bad. So granted, it was a very invasive surgery. I was under for five hours. They're scraping, like Bethany, you know, like they're yeah. scraping the capsule off of your ribs and it's in your yeah, lungs. It's and intense. It's intense. It's really hard on the body. Surgery is very hard on the body. But when I got my implants out, you know, some women wake up, they're like, oh my gosh, like my eyes are better. Like I'm a new person. I was like, holy hell. I went down. I went down you before still I didn't got up. Feel better? Yeah. No, I did not. I did not. But I did have my implants. You know, very young. Uh, I got them removed when I was twenty-five. Got them at seventeen. Got them removed at twenty-five. Usually, girls get them at you know, yeah. in their mid twenties. Um, I had them actually tested for mold and you know all the things. I had them sent out to a lab. There was no mold growing in my implants or anything wrong. There was no leaks. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was an intense experience. I would just like to say, you know, if you have implants and you don't have any issues, I wouldn't freak out about it. I think your mind is so powerful. Mm-hmm. I think you can create a lot of issues for yourself if you're like, well, this is it. Like, yeah, you end up going, yeah, you go down a rabbit hole for sure. And right. I know um, people that have gotten them removed, and they're like. I feel so much better. My eczema went away, like X, Y, and Z. And then I know other people too, and they have them and they they don't have any issues. They're fine, you know? So it's just each person reacts differently. So like just what you said, Courtney, you know, each person, it's an individual thing. Yeah. And I think the the real reason too, or a good takeaway is, you know, breast implants, make sure you're, if you are considering getting them, make sure you're getting them uh, for the right reasons. Oh yeah. You know? Great point. Um, that's a phenomenal point. Yeah. That's a phenomenal. So, you know, not just to, you know, make sure you're getting them for yourself, not because you want to please someone else or, you know, et cetera. 100%. Um, and I, I know people, they battled um, breast cancer, you know, and they what? want them. And then that's mm. to- totally valid. Totally. Yeah. But you were saying something about the mind. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Like, were you experiencing any anxiety or was it the people around you? Was it social media? Like, what was going on in the head? Okay. So, my health journey lasted a pretty long time, right? It was like 2017 to like end of 2019, summer of 2019. So, <laughs> This is this is such this is such a deep conversation. And I feel like a lot of people looking back, if I if I heard this, that what I'm about to tell you, I would never during the time of my life when I was very, very sick, I would have just brushed it off. I would have just been like, ugh, whatever. Like I I'm not listening to this shit. Like I need the thing to fix me. But I truly did not get better at all until I started doing a lot of internal mind work, okay? And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm all for like talking about your feelings and getting things out, but I suppressed a lot of shit for a very long time. Things from my childhood, things that I went through as a young woman. I think I was like 20. I had a really traumatic experience in Miami where I was taken advantage of. Um, It was really intense. Drugged the whole thing. This is a very open (sighs) podcast, so I'm just going to be so honest. Yeah, Um, share whatever you want to share. There was a lot of things that kind of happened in my life that I just 
you know, past relationships, feelings of unworthiness, um, just not being good enough, not being able to, you know, meet a standard. I, I suppressed a lot of that with my external validation when it came to my body. So it was like this thing that I was like, oh, well, like, you know, I'm going to push all of these other like really hard, deep emotions off to the side and I'm just going to focus on what I can control, which is my body and looking good. So when my body and looking good got taken away because my body literally had a freak out and just decided to work against me, put on 30 pounds, looked so distended, pregnant looking, hair falling out, all these things, I was like, holy shit, I don't have control of this anymore. I need to pivot. But during the time of when all of these physical things were happening, I never, ever, 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 ever thought that any of my symptoms could be related or prolonged because of my emotional state. So what I mean by that is in 2019, Chris and I, my boyfriend of almost four years, actually took like a four-month break. It was at literally the start of COVID, like that March 2019, or was that 2020? Mm-hmm. No, oh my God, no, that was 2020. Yeah. Excuse me. That that's the year I'm talking about. I feel like the years are kind of just jumbled. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't so even like, know what year it is. Yeah, it's right. fine. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening right now? So March 2020, Chris and I took a break. He's Canadian. I'm American. The uh, Canadian U.S. border shut down. We were going through our own things, um, and it was pretty much me just kind of being a victim to my life. I was like, everything's wrong with me you know, looking for him to make me feel good because I had so much suppressed shit of like unworthiness and not feeling good about myself. So I constantly reach for someone else to make me feel good. And we all know that no one else can make you feel good besides you. It doesn't matter if you are in the most fairy tale perfect relationship. No one can, no one is in control or responsible for your own happiness besides yourself. So I didn't really understand any of that concept until we actually broke up. And it really, it really made me take a hard look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, you have been living with so much suppressed emotional shit. You haven't faced any of your, you know, you know, we throw around this word trauma, but like there were some like really traumatic things, right? Like, and you know, we all have traumatic things. But there was a lot of things that I went through that I I totally just neglected. And then throwing the health stuff on top of it, it was just like this whole like recipe for disaster. So when we broke up, I really took a look at myself in the mirror. I started going to therapy and I actually work with someone who, she's not like a traditional therapist. She's like, I always call her like, she's more of my spiritual healer. Like she's, um she works a lot on like the mind body connection. So I started seeing her. I started meditating. I all these things you hear that are kind of like, oh my god, really meditation? But like that meditating, you know, the gyms closed down then, so it made me like kind of start to go on more walks outside. Yeah. I would listen to a lot of audiobooks and um, nature, I yeah, mean, nature so and self help books, and I was just going on walks and like getting off social media. I didn't listen to any news. I saw some rant, some things, you know, on Instagram because it was very like all over Instagram, but I did not turn on the news. I, I, I really had to take that time when we broke up to just like focus on like, what does Courtney need? What can, how can I fill up my own cup again? So I started to do a lot of this work. I started to undig a lot of these old, you know, traumas, these old emotional things that I went through, my childhood, my past relationships, my, you know, traumatic things that happened to me when I was a young girl being taken advantage of. Um, I started to really face it head on. 
And I started to pull those old wounds to the surface so I could heal them, so I could work through them, so I could get better. And I'm not mm-hmm. kidding you when people are like, how did you heal your gut? How did you fix your bloating, Courtney? How did you lose all that weight? <laughs> it, I didn't follow any diet. I didn't follow any protocol. I was doing before that, I was doing like liver flushes and these detoxes and all these things. I'm like, you know, I got to find the thing to fix me. Right. And then I was like, I'm letting go of all this shit. I'm not taking any more pills. I'm done with all these detoxes, these flushes, these doctors, these people, these tests. I'm done. I need a break. It's not, nothing's working. So let me just try to do this other stuff. And that was the emotional stuff. That was the hard digging up old wounds and bringing them to the surface so I could heal them, so I could work through them and so I could become better. And then this is where everyone's like, oh my gosh, like this is why. Then my weight started to literally fall off. I lost, I think 25 pounds. Um, My but my skin, I had so much cystic acne too at this time. My skin became clear again. Your skin is beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at you right now. (laughs) It's glowing. No, it was, girl, I had literally like huge cystic acne on my cheeks. And I'm not saying all of this is like, you know, just do the emotional work and then it will go away. But it's a huge component that so many people miss. You need to handle your emotional shit and fix your inner circle, who you hang out with, you know, detox, not just, you know, your body, but detox people from your life that don't align with you. That is what's going to propel you into healing in my, more than anything, that number one. And then you can do the, you know, figure out what, you know, foods work best for you or certain supplements, or maybe your gut's still a little funky. So you do a test. Great. But like, you need to handle that emotional aspect first, in my opinion. And it's just not talked about enough. So, oh, I 1000% agree, Courtney. I could not agree more. I know that just uh, not only my personal experience, but this is like statistics and studies. I mean, the mind affects so much. Like it puts you in a state of fight or flight. Totally. And you can be in it and not go out of it for months, Mm -hmm. right? And when you're in a state of fight or flight, you can't digest food. Exactly. You know, if, if anyone has been, let's just say, for example, in a heated argument with someone and then, you know, you eat something and then you have like your stomach is like upset or you feel like your food is like kind of up, you know, in your stomach and it, there's like a lump. I mean, that is completely because your mind is like in that that fight or flight mode, you know? Exactly. We're not in our parasympathetic state, you no. know? And like, Yes, the mind, 100%, like what you said, even like scrolling social media while you're eating, you know, it's so like, you're not even like present. You, you're you're just like, you're just so distracted from the outside world. And we just tend to do that, I think, as humans. Like, I'm, I take full responsibility. I still have my moments of where I get like sucked in on social media and certain things. And I'm just like, I lose myself. And I can tell when I, when I don't feel balanced, when I don't feel aligned, it's like, I'm spending time with people that maybe don't fill me up. I'm, you know, giving, I'm spending way too much time on social media. Like now my gut's acting funky. Oh my gosh, I just had a really big fight with my boyfriend. Now I can't eat. Like now I'm like bloated. Like we we totally forget that emotional aspect. Um, And it's just so, it's so key. It's so important. And then for some people too, I know social media can relax someone, but I mean, I think like, 
at the same time, we don't know that we are consuming things Mm -hmm. that we don't know we're consuming. And social media can be a great tool. I'm on it, obviously, but it also depends on who you're following, what you are consuming. If you're consuming good things, Mm -hmm. you know, and it could be helpful and beneficial. Great. If you, if you know, Hey, like this person, I can't stand to follow them anymore. Unfollow, like clean out your, clean out who you're following. Why are you following thousands, hundreds of people? Like, you know, scale it down. I I love that. I love that tip you just said, because like we need to, we really need to, you know, it's, it's social media can be great. Yes. Like I met you on social media. I love you. Like you can connect with amazing people and you can also like follow really authentic people like yourself who share really vulnerable things, who are open, who are honest. But if you're just following all of these like pages that are like, you know, this highlight reel that we hear all the time now, which most of it is, you know, even some of my shit, I'm like, okay, I posted like all these happy photos, but in between that, there was like some fights and some days I felt like shit yeah. and like, I'm like, whoops, I got to like reel back into reality. You know, I think it's, I think it's great to like spread the message. And I love your page because I think I actually found you on Instagram because you were sharing all about your gut health. Cause you were so big yeah. into like gut health and healing your gut, you know? Yeah. So and then that's like, when you were having your gut yeah. issues. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, she's awesome. She shares all this real stuff. And I love that. I love that about social media, but the, but like the, the just following all the like, you know, pretty faces and oh, perfect bodies. It's like that's the supermodels and the, the movies. I mean, even the movie Ooh. stars. I mean, why are you following so and so when I mean I turn on the news and there they are again? Like I can catch up with them. I don't need to follow their social. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I just you know it's beautiful, but it's also monitor it. Mm-hmm. Follow what you what feels good to you, and the things that don't don't, and don't feel bad for it unfollow, That's- unsubscribe, goodbye. Like same with people in my life. I don't know if it's because I've gotten older, but I used to be such a people pleaser. I wanted everyone to like me. I was like so nice. And like, I'm still a nice person to my core. Like I have a good heart. Mm-hmm. I know I do. I know who I am. You do. But, you do. Oh, thank you. But like, I really wanted every, like I needed everyone's approval. And now I'm like, I'm going to be 29. I'm in my late twenties. You know, I'm like, I really don't give a shit anymore. If you don't like me, that's okay. That That's a, probably a reflection of something you're going through. Or maybe you just don't like me and that's totally fine. I don't need to be friends with everyone. I don't need to like be in the... I don't need everyone to think my life is just so wonderful. I don't need constant approval. I don't really care anymore. And I've taken big breaks from social media because... That, that going back to your anxiety, I think that played a big role into my anxiety was like, before I was like known as like fitness Courtney and then like competing Courtney. And then after that was gone, it's like, who am I outside of this? Like, Mm -hmm. that part of your life was gone. So now what? yeah. Yeah. And it's like that old me had to die. It had to like, I still love fitness, but that I, I, I didn't want to be defined by that anymore, you know? And sometimes parts of you have to die so you can grow into something new and evolve and change. Like, growth is beautiful. Change is beautiful. Like it's, it's amazing. And I think you don't need to be attached to something if it doesn't feel good for you anymore. You know, even if it's something like career wise, like if you just don't really like it that much, you don't like 
whatever. Like, yeah. Don't and be changes, scared to We're always changing. Yeah. We're always changing. We're never staying the same. Yeah. And uh, it's a good thing to to continue to evolve because mm-hmm. you may be missing out on something better if you don't change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's huge. It's important in life. Totally. Well, okay. So would you say that your mind and, you know, the mental aspect was really the key part of, of healing? You know, when I look back and I'm like, okay, I did all these things. I did every single diet you could imagine, like AIP, keto, paleo, carnivore, like, you know, lectin free, grain free. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Vegan, raw vegan, <laughs> only bone broth. Like, holy shit. Okay. I'm like, I did every diet. I saw so many doctors. No one could help me. Um, you know, I, I was very helpless and I was just searching and wanting an answer and wanting to feel good. And like, I just wanted that. And when I really took responsibility for my life and my health and like, okay, do I think doctors are the most wonderful, phenomenal people? Yes. Like we need them. They are so important. Mm -hmm. And I'm not knocking any type of medical doctor. I work with the, one of the best doctors right now. She's in New York. She's amazing. Love her. But I don't think if, as far as healing goes on like a really deep level, not just like a surface level, like, oh, you have some bacteria, but like a really deep level of healing. If you are suffering from things that you just don't even want to like, you don't even want to go there, you need to go there to heal. And I would say that is my number one thing that led me to where I'm at now was flipping that mirror, not on like someone else, like come help me, come save me, but flipping that mirror back on myself and looking at myself in the mirror and being like, you need to give yourself what you need. And that is that like deep love that I was neglecting for such a long time and just covering it up with so much superficial things on on wanting to feel good. And I just, when, when I really like went deep in my heart and my soul and like brought a lot of things up to the surface, like I said, that is when everything changed for me. And it is so hard for people to understand that, like, how can that be it? But like, it really is so powerful. No, it, when your, your mind is a key aspect of health and I 100% believe that all of your bodily symptoms were real Mm -hmm. as speaking from experience, like bodily symptoms are real. Yes. You're having gut issues. That's real. You're having eczema. That's real, totally. obviously. But that could have stemmed from some mental stuff happening, anxiety, mm-hmm. whatever is going on yeah. that you need to deal with first. And your body's not going to heal until you first deal with the mental aspect. And once you do, then you can focus on healing because your body is in a state and ready to heal. Exactly. That last point that you just said, in a state, like in that in that parasympathetic, calm, relaxed state, your body does not want to heal if it feels like it's fight or flight and tense and stress and your nervous system is like so jacked up and you're waking up with heart palpitations, like full of anxiety. Your body doesn't want to heal in a state like that. It wants to protect. So it's like, I'm going to be tense and tight and I don't want to you know, put my energy towards healing my gut or healing this or that because it's just trying to protect you. You know, it's just, it's just, you can't 
there's a quote I love and it's by Dr. Will Cole, a good friend of mine. He's amazing. And he says, you can't heal a body you hate. And I think at times too, when we're bloated or our hair is falling out or we're full of acne or something's physically is happening, you just, I remember, I'm not going to be vain. I looked in, I, I looked in the mirror. I was, I was like, I hate myself. I hate how I look. I hate how I feel. And it was because of these really intense physical symptoms. I was, I was, it was very coming from a very vain industry of all like, look at me, look at me, my body, my body, my body to just like, oh my God, all this shit is going on now. I, I couldn't even stand to look at myself in the mirror. I felt I was hurting. I felt inflamed. I gained all this weight. My belly was so big and distended. I had acne everywhere. My hair was literally falling out in chunks. I felt tired all day, fatigued, these crazy like anxiety panic attacks. And I, I hated, I hated that. But when I, in, in 2020, when I like really, instead of hating all of the things that I was dealing with and being frustrated, I was like, let me give myself some love, some compassion. You've been through some shit. And like, now it's time to give yourself the love you've always needed so your body can heal. You can't heal in this hateful, high anxiety, high stress state. You cannot. And I do think a huge reason that I stayed very stuck is because I was, when I got sick in 2017, I was in a very toxic relationship for like the rest of 2017 to August, 2018. So I was with this guy that I dated and it was very toxic. It was very like superficial based. It, there was no deep connection. And I felt like when I was sick, I was, it, I was looked at differently by him, which caused a lot of stress in me. Um, and a lot of pain. So I think I would have maybe sped up my healing process a little faster if I didn't, if I, if I didn't stay in that environment. Um, but you know, it's a live and learn. I, it was a great teacher in my life and I'm, and I'm grateful for that. No regrets, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, changing your perspective on how you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself, not hating yourself for going through these issues but just looking at it being like okay hey my body needs a little love right now what can, like what can i giving how can yourself I support grace it? Yeah. yes giving yourself grace and compassion and being like you know i'm so hard on myself and i think we live also in this entrepreneurial like world that's like go 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 do better be better create more the you need to have a business to be someone you need to do this you need to launch this and like that is so great like we are in this world of like powerful you know women and men and like goals, like you can just tackle anything and do anything. I think it's so wonderful, but it's also okay to like, maybe not do that. Maybe like, maybe you want to scale back or like, you know, I yeah. saw your posts like today, you're like at the beach and you're like, just like enjoying the moment, like get back to enjoying the moment. Totally. We're constantly like trying to work harder and smarter so that we can work harder and smarter. It was a quote, I can't remember where, but it it's so true. It's yeah. like, why do we continue to try harder to 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 continue to try and make it bigger so that we can make it bigger? Like, when do you get to just relax and just enjoy life? Because yeah. you're going to look back one day and you're going to be like, wow, like, I wish I would have, you know, I wish I would have like sat down at the dinner table with my family. Yeah. Or, you know, just little things totally, like that. Totally, totally. So yeah, just back to like getting back to the basics, 
loving yourself, loving, loving your body, even if it's sick, even if it's hurting, like it's okay. Like you, this, this will not be the, the, the end all be all you will get through this having faith, having that like underlying faith that it is going to be okay. And when you're in the shit and when you're feeling so awful or you're going through something really hard, it's really difficult to like have faith and believe. And like, you hear all this, like, whoa, whoa, like, you know, just have faith. It's okay. It won't be forever. And like, okay, that's kind of annoying. But like, when you actually like do it, when I actually gave myself love and grace and some compassion and like, you know what, like, this is where I'm at. It's okay. Let's just take it day by day. Let's not think about it. Let's not overthink about this. Let's just so be, it will change. I love it, Courtney. And what would be the one advice you could give to someone who's maybe currently going through what you previously went through? Oh gosh, that's such a great question. One piece of advice. Like if you could say, Hey, go, go do therapy or go, you know, break out of, you know, social media or like, what would you say? I want it to be like tangible advice because we, I think like, you know, having something that you can do is like important, but to be honest, like the biggest thing that helped me was just getting back to the basics of my life of removing, uh, removing a lot of things, just getting, being like more gentle with myself. Um, it's not living in extremes or like wanting to be more, or do more, being okay with where I was at and, and really just being in that, that is what really creates true change. I, I would say if you're truly struggling physically, that you need to probably work with someone, don't believe everything you see on social media or like what every influencer or someone is promoting or doing. I think you need to just like get back to listening to yourself, get back to like listening to like yourself. We don't, we forget how to listen to ourselves because there's so much external noise and we need to like bring that back. Like, Hey, what feels good for me? Does this food feel good for me? Does this does this workout program feel good for me? Does this person feel good for me? Like not just following the crowd or following the trend. That would be it. Getting back to like trusting yourself back to the basics and trusting, trusting yourself. We all know we just got to back to the basics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And removing, removing expectations. It sounds like that's exactly what you did. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Um, it's huge. So what what are you doing now and where can people find you? Because of course, everyone's going to want to follow you oh, too. Oh no, you're sweet. So right now, you know, I'm currently, I had to give myself some time for some things that I, I've been working on, um, being present in my life, you know, being, being actually present in my life um, with where I'm at and not always focusing on the next thing or like my past, but actually being like right here, right now, there obviously are goals and things I'm working towards that I have not yet launched that are, are in the works, which I'm really excited for because it's like, yeah, it's like a big passion of mine. There's a quote I love and it says your passion plus serving others equals your purpose. So I love to help people. Um, 
You know, I, I do. I love to help people also who are going through shit that I've been through. And I think that's like my true calling in life because before my life was about me and like me, 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 me. And it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling in a true genuine sense. It was just like a me show. It was no one else besides me. But like when I think you can serve others, it's really powerful. And it brings me a lot of happiness. So that is what I'm working on something to serve others, help others that have been going through similar things. Um, and sharing more on YouTube. Um, I do have a YouTube channel that I'm not too active on, but I'm trying to be better. <laughs> and it's just Courtney King. And then you can find me on Instagram at Courtney King, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y King, but it's with two I's, K-I-I-N-G. So yeah, that's that. Got it. Well, thank you so much, Courtney, yeah. for being on the show, I know just by doing that, you are helping countless people. I know. So uh, continue to, to do what you're doing. Continue to share and inspire those women. You've definitely inspired me. Oh, I love you. So thanks again for Thank coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You are such a joyful, loving person. And I always love chatting with you. So thank you. If you or anyone you know has been a victim of sexual abuse or are looking for help, go to rain.org that's r-a-i-n-n dot o-r-g thanks for listening to this episode of digest this if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know if you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast sharing it with your friends and family is the best way this is a resonant media production produced by drake peterson and edited by chris mccone to email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.